Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk Radio. This is a product of Purpose Kingdom Network, and this is the show, Self-Expressions, and I am your host, Brother Robert Pop-Pop Hudson. Welcome, everyone, tonight, and God bless everyone that can hear the sound of my voice. Uh, tonight, I'm just going to um, go over a couple of uh, scriptures that we'll be reading later on, so if you uh, have a pen and you want to jot it down, uh, you can. And uh, I'm going to be going into uh, 1 John chapter 4, 20. Matthew 22, 37 through 40, and Romans 12, 18, and then I'm going to touch a little bit on uh, Psalms 34. Uh, tonight with me, I have a special guest. I have author Deborah E. Johnson, and uh, I would like to let everyone to welcome uh, Deborah E. Johnson to our Purpose Kingdom Network. Um, Deborah, would you like to say hello to our audience? Yes. Hi. Hello, everyone. I am excited to be here. And just a little nervous. It's it's a great opportunity, and I'm just looking forward to God giving me um, words to say that will encourage you and inspire you to know that you can be the best kind of person He has, He wants you to be. Amen. And uh, Deborah, uh, I'm just going to ask you a couple questions, and um, if that's okay with you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So um, I'm just going to go right into the first question, and um, can you just tell the audience, uh, so, uh, you know, a little bit about yourself? Yes, so my name is Deborah E. Johnson. I'm kind of picky about my name, so I usually say, please call me Deborah and not Debbie. Um, I have done a myriad of things throughout my life. I have been into pharmacy for a little bit. Um, I am very heavily involved in my church, so I've done vacation Bible school. I've done Sunday school. Um, I'm in the ministry now at my church, and I'm also a librarian. And, of course, I'm an author. Amen, amen. And uh, the title of your current book is The Good Life. And um, how did you come up with the title uh, of your book? Okay, so, yes, it is The Good Life. That's um, a, not a, not an unusual title. I've seen it in a lot of places, but what really distinguishes my book from the other books I've seen is the subtitle. So it's actually called The Good Life, Thoughts on Maintaining the Christian Life While Keeping It Fun. And what made me come up with the title, um, Brother Robert, is the fact that when I was thinking about putting the book together, um, so often when we hear about being a born-again Christian and being into Christianity, people are always mm-hmm. saying, oh, man, it's like, you know, um, you can't do this, you can't do that. It's always confining. You know, God doesn't want us to have any fun. And I said, no, that's not true because I know a lot of times there are things that I've done in my life where I've been very much a born-again Christian, very much doing my best to uphold the principles of Christianity, and I still had a blast. And so when I thought about the fact that you could actually live an upright life in the Lord and still figure out ways to have fun at the same time, so it's a balanced life. It's, yes, I am righteous, yes, I am living upright, but yes, I've also learned how to have a little bit of fun. I thought that's the best life going, and therefore that's the title of the book, The Good Life. Wow, wow. Um, before we go any further, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, let everybody know we're broadcasting live on www.blogtalkradio.com. We are uh, thank and 
uh, we uh, welcome our online listeners. And if you want to join the broadcast via phone, the phone number is 323-870-4174. Okay, now I, have, I do have some more questions. So um, yes. when did you notice that you had a talent for writing? You know, that's actually kind of tricky because I don't know that I actually figured that out. If I did, it's probably just really recently. You say a talent. I've been writing um, for much of my life. I started, I had my first diary. I was about 14 years old, and I've been writing um, at at work. I've been writing when I was in college. Um, I've been to college several times, and so I was always writing papers, always writing notes. But then it became, um, I finally figured out that, I had to write. So even more than a talent, it was like a, I was driven to write. I had a, a problem that came up in my life about five to seven years ago. And in order to get through the, the situation, I did a lot of praying. Um, my spouse, thankfully, was support, supportive of me, and he helped me through it. And to finish that journey of catharsis, to get through it, I started writing. And then when I realized wow. I really actually have a lot to say in one space, it became, wait, I can do this. I can write. It was pretty wow. cool. Wow. <laughs> after I got and, after I got over the after I got over the the frustrating part, the sort of depression part, and then I realized, wait, I have a lot to say, and I could say it all in one space. Then it was like, wait, this is not just a sentence. This is not just an essay. This is not just a note I'm writing, jotting down. When it became pages and pages and pages, and the pages started to make sense, then I was like, wait, I can put this all together. I can make this be a functional product. And I think that's when I started to think, oh, maybe there's something here. And the more I keep writing, it just becomes, you can do this. You know, Robert, you've had that feeling like you thought maybe something would happen, but then all of a sudden it's just like this light came on or this sense of self-confidence just rose up in you. And you were like, wait, I can really do this. I can do this. And (laughs) and that's what started happening with my writing. I can do this. Wow. I think if I had to be a writer – um, I, I still be writing a book because uh, one thing that, you know, when I've, I've written things, not unless it was, you know, like you said, you know, uh, a college uh, thesis or something you had to write and you had a deadline on it. If it was mm-hmm. something that I, I didn't have a deadline on, I still would be writing a book now because I would actually be, would be go, would go back in and re-editing and changing things around. I think I still would be writing now. I think that book wouldn't be done until probably about uh, 2035. No, well, that's something that you have to get over. Um, That is a problem, and it is one of the scary things that happens as a writer. At some point, you have to stop writing and say, this is done enough. Um, A phrase, a a quote I know, somebody, I read it, and then I um, adapted it. So the original quote was, done is better than perfect. But I kept saying, Robert, why is that right? Why does that make sense? And so I added on, because perfect rarely gets done. So the adended, the adapted quote from Deborah E. Johnson is, done is better than perfect, because perfect rarely gets done. You just got to right, go. You heard that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, say it again. Listen, done is better than perfect, because perfect rarely gets done. And so as a writer, I'm sure with many other careers, when you're putting together a project, you've got to get to the point where you say, this is good enough for me to push it forward, and then as I go forward, I can learn to shape it and adapt it so that people use it more and more and more. But your first step is to actually let the project go and release it so that other people can get the joy and the victory and the purpose out of the project. Amen, amen. That, 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 is, that, that is 
Wow. I mean, that explains a lot. You know, uh, you know, and when you hit that, you know, when you hit it, when you said, you know, done is better than perfect. Uh, yeah. That, that makes a lot of sense. It, it makes a whole lot of sense. And why? Why is it better than perfect? Because perfect rarely gets done. That's right. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know, that makes a lot of sense, you know, and, and not only can you apply that in writing, I think you can probably apply that to a lot of things in life. Because mm-hmm. sometimes um, when we, you know, dwell on perfection too much, sometimes, you know, we tend to not complete a project. You know, we yes. tend to not finish through. And um, I do have uh, another question I'm going to ask you, and I think yes. this is probably something you may be pleased to answer. Uh, what is the coolest <laughs> point about being a writer? Wow. The coolest point about being a writer is that you suddenly feel like you have a voice people can hear. When you put together a piece of work and it's actually finished, then you're like, I can hand this to somebody, and I can hand this to somebody else, and they can hand it to somebody else. Or now with today's technology, you can actually go on Amazon, you can put something on Facebook, you can put something on YouTube, and suddenly, if, you're, if you count it as a wonderful thing, it can actually go viral. And you feel like the voice you have inside of you, that part of you that, that wants people to know that you're here and that you exist, it gets to be heard. And that's the coolest thing. Wow, wow. I noticed you mentioned Amazon, um, and I know we can we can get your book on Amazon. Do you want to um, give out that information? We'll make sure we'll, we'll um, give the information out a little later on. But uh, for right now, just in case somebody's got their pencil and paper um, handy and they want to see how they can get your book, um, you want to just uh, let everyone know how we can get your book? Yes. Um, the book is called The Good Life, Thoughts on Maintaining the Christian Life While Keeping It Fun. It is actually live on Amazon as we speak. You can go look for it. You can obviously go purchase it. I'd be so pleased for that. You go to Amazon.com, of course, and then when you go to the search box, you want to type in The Good Life and my last name, Johnson. As I said before, The Good Life is kind of a, a, a common title, but if you type in my last name, two Johnsons should actually come up. There's another gentleman who just did a book and mine, but mine has this gorgeous purple cover. It's gorgeous. <laughs> you love it. I'm on it. It's shades of lavender and purple. My hands are raised. It's very exciting. Please go and look at it. Um, tell your friends about it. Tell everybody on Facebook. You can Twitter about it. The Good Life, you can certainly find it on Amazon. The Good Life, Thoughts on Maintaining the Christian Life While Keeping It Fun by Deborah E. Johnson. That's Deborah, D-E-B-R-A. All right. Thanks, and I'm, I'm quite sure that uh, this book is um, – it should be inspiring, and speaking of inspiring, uh, what advice can you give to people for, for inspiration? Well, from a born-again standpoint, um, the biggest piece of inspiration is to talk it out with Jesus. Um, that might sound a little corny to some people, um, but I found out it's the best thing because you can tell Jesus about what's going on with you, you can tell Jesus about what's troubling you, what's going on for the day, and he'll take care of it, and you can feel encouraged. And if you know that God is looking out for you, then you can be and try other things. Um, I guess from a more kind of traditional point of view, when you talk about being inspired, I would read the biographies of everybody you count as famous. Um, you will find mm. that most of the people who are famous, they have had trials, 
They have had tribulations. They have had failures as well as the successes. But there was usually one or two points in their life where there was kind of like this linchpin. Something happened, and that pushed them into their greatness, that pushed them into their destiny. And so I think if you read those stories, you'll know that they started out the same place you did at the beginning. And when you know that everybody starts out at the beginning, but you can go on to become something where everybody knows what you're doing and everyone knows who you stand for, what you stand for, that inspires you and encourages you that, yes, this can get done. Because, you know, Robert, we live a life and we go to church, and it, church, is a wonderful, church is a wonderful organization. Church can be a wonderful yes. outlet for it. But um, at times you can feel kind of like, like doldrums, like you can't just get through it. It's another day just at church. But when you think about what God is able to do through you as you go through church, as you go through reading his word, when you really begin to focus on who he is and the kind of life he wants for you, then you can, you can push yourself through the doldrums. You can push yourself through the everyday thing. Psalm 139, it says that um, he has good thoughts toward us. He's always thinking great things toward us, he, and he's always looking out for us. Um, and as you read Psalm 139, you're encouraged that God is for me. And if God is for me, then I know I can do whatever I need to get done. And that alone just kind of brightens you up and picks you up and say, I can get through every circumstance. And who wouldn't Amen. be inspired after knowing that they can be successful? Who wouldn't be inspired to do after they are confident that they can actually be successful? Wow. Wow, thanks. And um, I got one final question, and, um, mm-hmm. and it's, it's pretty easy, uh, not unless you <laughs> want to keep secrets. And it's, uh, what's the next book? Well, that's a good question. Um, I have a couple of things I'd like to try, but I think um, I should either do one of two books. I should do the second part to my first book, which is called God's Waiting Room, Our Space to Practice Godly Waiting Habits. That's also found on Amazon. Um, I should probably do a part two because people keep asking me, so where's the next part? Where's the next part? And (laughs) if I don't try that, I think the next thing I would probably try would be a book about spiritual warfare. We're reading, we have been reading quite a bit about spiritual warfare and angels and demons and how to be victorious in spiritual warfare. And I think that might be a topic I'd like to to try to to tackle. Um, My first book, God's Waiting Room, is kind of serious. This book, obviously, The Good Life, um, Thoughts on Maintaining the Christian Life While Keeping It Fun, is a bit more lighthearted. But I think I'd like to switch over to the to more serious stuff because um, I want people to remember that as a Christian community, we can win over satanic forces. And to be able to put that in a way that people remember that, that they're encouraged that we're in the battle, but we're not victims, we're victors, I think is certainly a topic and a subject that's worth addressing and pushing into the community. I do agree. I do agree, and um, I know you're, you're, you know, you're probably a little bit busy, and you probably want to, um, you know, get back to, to life. But before you do so, um, <laughs> I'm having fun. I'm having fun. Oh, cool. I mean, you can hang out with me if you want, um, and you know, <laughs> we're going to show. But before uh, we make our decisions about that, can you just one more time give everybody the information on how they can um, go and uh, get your book? Uh, your current okay. book, The Good Life, and also your other books. 
have done is called um, <clears throat> God's Waiting Room, and that's also on Amazon. You can find it on Amazon.com. My current, my second book is called The Good Life, Thoughts on Maintaining the Christian Life While Keeping It Fun. It is a short read. It's 104 pages. It's got all kinds of information in it. Um, I talk to you about how you live the Christian life, how you should change your thoughts, how you should change your actions, but certainly um, to have fun. I've actually incorporated at the end of each chapter uh, what I call the fun box section where you can actually um, look at different opportunities and activities that you can do in order to keep the Christian life fun and balanced while you're serving God. So you've got five short chapters. You even have a discussion section in the back of the book. It's a short read. You can find it on Amazon.com. Once you go on to Amazon, put in the search box, The Good Life, and by Deborah E. Johnson, that's D-E-B-R-A, E. Johnson. Um, I certainly love for you to, to purchase the book, to look at it. And if you do purchase it, could you do me a big favor and write a review? That would make it so much easier for people to keep finding the book. And I thank you so much for listening to me, for all of my family and friends who have um, supported me and listened. Thank you. A shout-out to you saying thanks so much for keeping me encouraged. Please look at The Good Life, The Thoughts on Maintaining the Christian Life While Keeping It Fun by Deborah E. Johnson. Thanks. Hey, thank you so much, Deborah. And don't be a stranger. Um, please feel free to, you know, call into, you know, to my show or any other show here at Purpose Kingdom Network. Uh, welcome to the kingdom. And, you know, thank you so much for uh, participating in uh, tonight's show. Uh, well, I'll, yes. is, uh, I'll let you I'll, I'll let you hang on the line so you can listen to the rest of the show. If you want to, you know, join in as anybody um, else here uh, before we let Deborah go, if you want to talk to Deborah or ask her a quick question, you can press the number one, and uh, I'll get you on. And, uh, Deborah, if you, you know, if you hang on, if somebody calls in later on and they want to speak to you, I can just go ahead and patch you back in, okay? Thank you so much. And uh, maybe we could do this again. I've got lots of ideas, certainly about um, things to talk about, more stuff about this book, or maybe even another topic I'd like to talk about. We'll discuss that um, hopefully at a later date. Thank you so much for having me on your show, Brother Robert. Okay. Hey, hang on, Deborah. You do have a, a caller that want to speak to you. Okay. Thanks. How you doing, caller? Hi. Doing, caller? This is Evelyn. I just wanted to say awesome review, Deborah. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. You're for your welcome. Bye bye. All right. All right, Deborah. Um, I'm going to let you go for a minute. Like I said, just press one if you want to. Just oh, wait a minute. You got somebody else that wants to speak to you. Thank you. How you doing, caller? Yes, it sounds great, Deborah. I think we'll try and get your book. Thanks so much. Right. Hi. Good to hear your voice. Thanks so much. All right. Wow, Miss Popular. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you love it? All right. I told you. I told you it's yes, a good life. I love when you it. do what you it. do what God do, He just works it for you. Amen. Hello. Amen. Yes, yes, I can still hear you, yes. Okay, I was going to say, when you do what God says to do, he just starts to work stuff out for you, so I'm excited. Thank you so much for your having me on the show. All right, and we got one more for you. Go ahead, call her. Praise the Lord, how you doing? Uh, yes, hi. I just have a question for the author. Thank you so much yes, for joining no me. Hi, how are you? Yes, hi. I just have a question for the author. Yes. 
Is it possible you could tell me some more about the discussion questions in your book if I wanted to share the book with people who are not necessarily Christians or understand about the Christian lifestyle? Yes, well, thank you so much for that question. The discussion questions are heavily based on each chapter, but what you can do, if that person isn't a born-again Christian, they can take the questions and sort of um, shape them to what's going on with them. So, for instance, while it is a Christian book, um, we usually agree that our thoughts control the way we live, whether we're born-again Christian or not. So in the discussion section, I say, um, what small action can you do every day that will help you control your thoughts? Simple you could do. Would that be not reading a scary story? Would that be not watching something on TV? Would that be instead of watching all the stuff that pops up on the Internet, maybe you might want to put on some pop-up blockers so you don't see all those things, okay? That would be a way mm. to keep thought control. Um, also, um, another question I have here um, is if you were trying to have a good life, how would you reinvent yourself? What would you do? Would you go to school? Would you stop dating who you were dating? Would you go to a different church? Would you even go to a different synagogue? What would you do to reinvent yourself? Um, and would you try to take up a different job? Would you try to get a promotion? Would you start even doing something as simple as having a, 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 a journal or a blog that you start so you can start to get your voice out? Where it might not be a, in book form, a blog is a great way to tell people about what you believe, what you like, even if it's just a small niche of I like crochet or I like cooking or I like mechanics. What would you do to reinvent yourself? Another kind of question that I asked in the discussion section, um, if you happen to be born again, think about a way that God's multiplied your life, things that he's done where you've seen yourself grow. Um, those are the things you can talk about. Each chapter, I've linked discussion questions for each chapter so you can go through the discussion section and pick and choose which ones that would actually work best for you even if you're not a born-again Christian. Thank you so much for the question. Okay, thank you so much. Looking forward to getting your book. Thank you. Have a great day. All right. All right, Deborah. I mean, wow, that I, I like that information that you had gave out, you know, um to that to the caller. Um it is, you know, important for when she when she was, you know, mentioning that, you know, what should that what should she do? Should she basically get rid of a boyfriend or, you know, uh or just change different things? You know, a lot of times mm -hmm. when, you know, we're touched, you know, by, you know, when we're on our way and we're just working our way into Christianity, sometimes mm -hmm. we, we tend to forget. And she did mention something that was important as far as should she just move, you know, away from, uh, you know, from a different crowd. Sometimes mm -hmm. the situation will be removed for her. It's just that we have a problem of jumping back into that situation that we were brought from. So, you know, well, you um, know. You know you know, Robert, when you, when you think about how you want to change your life and you want to have a good life, of course we in the Christian community say the best way to have a good life is to accept Jesus Christ into your heart as your personal Savior. But let's be realistic. Not everybody's at that point where they're just ready and running to know Jesus Christ. So um, if you read this book, of course a lot of it is about Christianity, but a lot of it is just about the pieces of it or segments of it that are just about how to balance your life how to get your life in balance so you're not just constantly doing one thing or the other, but you have not only your work life, not only your church life or your, your spiritual life, your religious life, but you also have an opportunity to enjoy who you are as a person. And that 
again, that I say when you get that kind of balance, for us, it's definitely you need to be a born-again Christian and bring some levity into it. But even if you took, just step back a little bit for those who weren't born-again Christians and say, if you get your work life in balance with your home life and your family life and have a little bit of fun, they'll be thinking they're starting to have a good life. And then, of course, after they read my book and they choose to become saved, it can't get any better, right? It just, it's just going to go up from there. It's just going to go yes. up. Yes. Definitely. De- definitely. And, and <laughs> I, like the way you, I like the way you summed it up. It, it, it just uh, sounds more eloquent and eloquent. And it, it really, you know, um, a lot of uh, younger, younger people, uh, they really, when they, when they first start out, it's kind of hard for them to start, you know, just to make that first step. Yes. And, you know, and I think like, you know, where you, like a book like yours, I think where they have something they can hold and they can actually look at, that seems to me that this is an excellent first step for them to, you know, this, you know, or, or you know, a starting point. Yes. And I think it's just so wonderful that, you know, they would actually have, you know, something where they can, you know, grasp onto something they can read and they can't, you know, not necessarily, you know, digest, you know, everything in one sitting, but where they can actually, yes. you know, like you have that bookmark and you can always go back to it. And I think that's just, you know, something great to have. Thank you so much. For, thank you so much for having me on the show. Okay, no it's, problem. It's and um, like I said, don't be a, a stranger, Deborah. And, you know, yes. I would love to have you back at any time. Okay, terrific. Well, we'll just have to work out the plans for that. Thank you so much, Brother Robert. All right, cool. Talk to you later. Thank you. All right. And um, <clears throat> to my audience, that was uh, Debra Johnson, uh, author of the book The Good Life, and it's on Amazon. Uh, please support, you know, uh, Debra in her or in her book, and or she has she has multiple books. So uh, please uh, look up Debra Johnson on Amazon uh, slash authors, and you know, uh, support her book. Uh, it's it's a great read. It's a it's a great gift to give to someone, a, a young Christian. Uh, where they can they can have that actual uh, starting point, and I just want to you know uh, briefly just touch on and uh, give a shout out to my cousin uh, Kenneth Hudson Jr. Uh, he actually he uh, painstakingly has um, a website for our family where we can uh, just stay in contact with each other. And uh, Deborah is a relative, I believe she's a cousin of mine, and I happen to see. Uh, on the uh, family board where she was uh, letting everybody know that she had the book. And I'd like to thank uh, Kenny for uh, painstakingly uh, actually mapping out our family history, our family lines, um, letting everyone know uh, who's who in the family and uh, who is related to who so we can, con- you know, constantly stay in contact. And, um, you know, Kenny... I just can't uh, stop thanking you for doing that, for, you know, and one way or another, connecting the dots of uh, the Hudson family line. And I just, you know, uh, like I said, I just can't, you know, the painstaking work that he actually put out. And, um, you know, thanks so much, Kenny. And, you know, just going on, uh, back to the show, I just want to let everybody know, we're broadcasting on www.blogtalkradio.com. We'd like to thank our online listeners 
feel free to join in via phone. The phone number to call in is 323-870-4174. I'd like to thank uh, our listeners this um, online, and thank you so much. And I'm going to go into um, some of the scriptures I mentioned. And, you know, why mention in the title, The Good Life? The, the Good Life, you know, results from God, God's principles for healthy, you know, relationships. You know, doing good in our walk and our talk. And as I've always told you before, you know, um, there is a thing of power of the tongue. We always have to be mindful and aware. We can speak certain things in existence. Like I stated earlier, when I when I let everyone know that I was going to let everyone know that success is going to be certain for me in 2018. And one of the things is when we get a form of, of of gratitude from God and God giving us some things. I'm going to tell you, you know, you may need a little of this, a little of that. Sometimes you might get a whole mountain full of something that you never expected. You know, some people may need a job, and next thing you know, you have three jobs. Someone may need a hundred bucks, and next thing you know, you got a hundred thousand dollars. You know, we have to understand when, when God's blessings when they come, they come our way. We can speak them into existence. And like I was, you know, stating earlier, when you say, "I need a job," and next thing you know, three jobs come your way. You know, you you may be able to take on all three jobs. Maybe he needs you to take on all three jobs. But when the blessing comes, you know, don't complain. You know, don't complain, or you know, I'll just, you know, I'm I'm the best example of myself, and I just let you know. You know, there was a time where, you know, uh wasn't much work going on. And, you know, next day, you know, I've got so many hours. I'm doing so many hours. It's not even funny. And, you know, one of the things I was, you know, I was saying to myself when once all these hours were heaped on me and I was saying, wow, man, I am so tired, but I, I'm I'm still praising God. I'm still saying hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Because before I was thinking, hmm, uh, I may have to get, I may have to take on a second job, or, you know, maybe, you know, things is not working out here. Maybe I should look in another direction. But when we get blessings on us, we have to make sure that we we understand, you know. And he truly, God doesn't set us up to fail. God wants us to succeed. He wants each and every one to succeed. What you need, what everyone needs to do is when those blessings come, you need to have a plan. If you fail to plan, plan to fail. It's, it's that simple. You have to have a plan. You know, when you when you send those prayers up, be ready. Be ready when they're answered. Be ready for those prayers. Be ready because when the blessings come and they start falling, and they start falling around you, and you don't know what to do, then what did you ask them for the blessing for? When, when God blesses us, he, he, he's, he's going to bless us. He, he's going to give us a life more abundant. And the reason why he said more abundant is because he knows. If if you're a generous person and you have a little money you still give, if he blesses, he blesses you with a lot of money, you're, still, you're going to still be that generous person. You're going to give a lot of money. And that's what he wants you to do. He wants to use 
you as he sees fit. So he knows that he's not setting you up to fail. You know, a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, and the ones that say it, and like I said, you got to exercise your tongue. Well, if I had a lot of money, I'll just, you know, I'll just splurge and I'll, I'll just probably waste the money. Well, guess what? You didn't let God know. You know, he's going to skip you. When it's time, you know, he wants to, to give out money or have bless somebody with money, you're not, trust me, you're not going to be the one. Because you exercise your tongue and you let him know that you're not going to be, you're not going to be able to do what he needs you to do. So we have to understand that we have to be mindful of our tongues, you know. And, I, I, you know, I've, I've said it so many times, you know, you, you can't go about, you know, spouting out the negative, you know, effects of what you expect in life. What happens is by you stating it, you speak it into existence. What you should be speaking into existence is your healthy relationship with God. And, you know, and that's where I'm going to go into that scripture, 1 John 4.20. And it, you know, pretty much it bluntly asserts that if we say that we love God but we hate our brothers, we're liars. Because if we do not love our brothers whom we ha- we can see, you know, and you can't see God, what makes you think that he's going to believe that you love him? But you see your brother, but you hate him. And, you know... I just can't say so much about, you know, the, the exercise of, of your, you know, the power of your tongue. And it is, you know, so much, you know, is is really, you know, riding on, you know, what, what you know, what, what you're, what you're speaking into existence. You know, a lot, a lot of, a lot of things that we that we do that we don't that we don't understand and that we we feel as though we have no control over. You have control, full control over your tongue. And when we get, you know, full control of our tongue, when I say it, you know, it starts off with the first sentence. You know, and I'm gonna tell you what, what I what I do is, is, you know, the first thing I say is I declare success for me and all that I see and hear. They can hear my voice. You know. And, you know, and I'll let God know that, you know, I'm going to be doing his will, you know. And basically it's, you know, Father God, you know, I tried my way, and guess what? My way is not working. You know, truly, you know, you should understand the things that you have been doing before is just not working. And a lot of times we just, you know, we just need to, Stay steadfast with our bond that we're creating with God. When I say steadfast, I mean we need to keep building on it. We need to use that as a foundation in our faith and in our walk. And not only in our walk, even as I'm explaining to you your talk, you know, a lot of us have to clean up our, our verbiage when we speak to one another. You know, when we say, I love you to death, no, you better not love me to death, love me to life. You know, don't speak that, yes, you can actually love someone to death. Love me to life. You know, that's where, you know, we we have to, you know, we have to understand, you know, we're not wishing some, you know, we're we're not intentionally wishing it. It can can happen. 
So we, we definitely have to, you know, understand, you know, our our power and exercise exercise is the correct way. When uh let me see here if I can get back into the other uh all right, so I'm just gonna uh Try to see if I can get back here. I just lost my page in the Bible. But, you know, speaking about, uh, you know, exercising the tongue, it's it's an easy practice that you can do. When you wake up, you know, if, if you, you're on your, you know, on your way and, you, you know, you, when you wake up, you praise God and thank God for, you know, another day of uh, awakening, you know, things of that nature. It, it starts right there when you get up. It should be almost automatically. It's almost before you even get up and brush your teeth or, you know, go to the bathroom. You should be praising God. You know, and uh, I just want to touch on Matthew 22, uh, 37 and 40. You know, so basically, backing up what I said before, is like, you know, basically everything is tied into relationships. So if you, you know, if you have peace with others, you know, you have a good relationship with our Father in Heaven. And, you know, also in Romans twelve eighteen, you know, it's like, you know, that life is, is good. And, you know, it's, it's like, you know, if you don't have things in abundance, but you're consistently at, at odds with others, then you, you, can't, you, can't have, you can have all the stuff in the world, but life is not going to be good for you. And, and basically, you could have, like, you know, everything in the world, you know, at your fingertips, but you're still not going to be happy. There's a lot of times where you hear about, uh, oh, you know, a lot of people saying, oh, I wish I was, I had his money or I had that. And then, you, it, it, then like I was saying earlier, if you start noticing what they say after, what they would do, they wouldn't do exactly what that person was doing, but they'll deviate and they'll put their own terms in. And that goes back to what I was telling you before. If you're not, if it's not about God, it ain't right. And what you're doing is you're letting him know, I can just skip past you. You know, and and one of the the things that happens with uh, with a lot of Christians, what I notice is that they notice where they, they see things from their eyes and not the other person's. They're not putting... They're not putting their feet in someone else's shoes where they think someone has such a totally good life and they have no strife. But let me tell you, when you're part of God's plan and you're doing God's will, it doesn't mean he's going to, he's going to totally, you know, he's going to protect you from everything. There's some things you've got to go through because the devil is going to attack. And he's going to attack. I mean, if everybody... You know, they read, they read the book of Job, and if not, I suggest you read it. That's a good book on being diligent in God's word, staying in God's walk. Because Job, basically, you know, God said, that's my faithful servant. I don't care what you do to him, he's still my faithful servant. And the devil kept attacking, attacking, attacking. And Job stood fast. And there was that point that Job was wondering, what in the world is going on? Why is all this has happened to me? Am I being disobedient? He didn't say, you know what, God has failed me. 
and I'm done. He he, he didn't he didn't do that. What Job did is he he stood fast. And a lot of you know uh, a lot of you know just to not to nitpick. There's a lot of churches that you know they don't go deep into you know what pertains today from the Old Testament when you know when they're preaching. And we have to be careful. We have to be mindful of the the so-called New Age preachers. They feel as though they don't have to, or they shouldn't minister from the Old Testament. And that's just a trick of the enemy, because now you got everything. You got everybody that they don't want to emulate anybody or seem like they're emulating somebody. And you know everybody wants to be the new instant TD Jakes or Donnie McClurkin. But, you know, just as well as uh, T.G. Jakes, uh, Donnie McClurkin, and all the the other, you know, ministers and and pastors and reverends that are on the air and the ones that truly know the word, you will hear hear from them and you let them know. I mean, you'll understand that they came a a long history of a battle, you know, fight. Fighting the devil while they're praising God at the, at their highest point. You know, you can look into someone's you know status or situation. You think, wow, I could do that, or oh yeah. But you know, when the devil attacks, he, he attacks hard. You know, it's not going to be an easy fight for you. It's going to be. It's going to hit you where it hurts. And we had to understand. We had to. We had to stay prayed up. You know, when you when you stay prayed up, you know, and and you truly want to walk this walk, and eventually you're gonna become you you're gonna become a prayer warrior because that's the only way you're gonna get out of it. You're gonna pray your way out of it. And you know, there there's so much that's in store for you know for us as far as you know uh, God touching us and actually placing in our life what, what we need when we need it. You know, we just can't say, well, I need this right now, and you have to give this to me. And, you know, and I, and I feel so, you know, I feel sorry to just, you know, put this in this way, because some, some, a, lot, a lot of people found themselves in situations where I'm going to mention, you know, uh, I need money for my mortgage, or, you know, uh, we, we're going to get put out, or, you know, we, you know, we, we're getting kicked out. You know, maybe, you know, just you have to understand, maybe that house is not for you. Maybe God said, you know, says, you know, you, I, I've told you, I've told you a thousand times. So now, you know what? Since you're not leaving here, I'm going to make a situation where though you're out, you know. And it could be so many things for a lot of things, like a, uh, like cars. You know, you you could be in love with so much of a car that God can't get your attention, and you walk out the door and the next morning, your car is all smashed up. And you're wondering, oh man, my car is messed up. Oh man, you can't think. Maybe God had a, a, a car that wouldn't kill you. He, he might have a car, you know, that is better suited for you. You know, you have to understand. You know, God is not like I said, I, and I, I can't say it anymore. God is not going to set you up to fail. Uh, I do have a caller, so let me see. I'm going ahead and put that caller on. How you doing, caller? Good evening. How you doing? Good evening. How you doing? Oh, good evening. Um, this is Antonia Betts, and I just wanted to say. Um, thank you very much, Brother Rob, because um, a lot of people, they don't see things um, the way you do because they only live in their one little small world, and I'm not saying all people, 
But the reason why I say a lot, because it's not a bad thing, but if they look at other people's perspective on how they view life in order to be able to get from one level to another and want to improve on it, they'd be surprised, you know, how all better things can happen for them. So I do enjoy what you're talking about because it obviously is a good time to have people to start looking, um, as the saying goes, beyond the nose on their face mm-hmm. so that they can have things that happen better for them and the people they love. Yes. Definitely. And uh, Sister Antonia? Yes. Can you hear me? Yes. I can um, hear you. All right. Can you uh, let everybody know when your next show is? Um, and um, just let everybody know that you're, you're a PKN um, family member and um, when's your next show? And um... Sure. And um, thank you. Uh, actually, the title of my show is called Peripheral Visions by Antonia Batts. And my uh, show will be every third Sunday in each month. And my uh, part regarding the issue involving health and health matters, uh, it will be tomorrow evening, if I'm not mistaken, when Darlene um, Lawrence does present the news forum. And I will give my segment on the health issues. And if you wonder how do I qualify, I I have to admit, um, at one time, like my uh, two grandmothers, I wanted to consider going into nursing, but I don't regret that I did not do it because, after all, uh, my calling took me in a different direction when I went into the military, and Mm. it allowed me to expand my ability to learn about so many other things, plus share my medical knowledge. Uh, which I'll present tomorrow evening, well, tomorrow being Sunday, uh, on, right. on oh, PK. Cool. Okay, and hopefully, you know, with God's blessing and God's will, you know, I'll be joining you also. All right, Antonia? Good. I got to run, and thanks so much for uh, participating in the show. You're welcome. Thank you. All right. All right. All right. This is the uh, time of the, of the evening where I'm going to give the call of salvation. And... Just to let everyone know, and as we were you know, speaking earlier, everyone needs a starting point, and, and everybody, you know, has that hard time, you know, taking that first step where, you know, you make that connection with our Father out in heaven by admitting that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, and he died on the cross for our salvation. You know, and when, when God, you know, he's touching your life, he's not going to set you up the fail, like I've said before. You know, God, you know, God has let you, he, he's a perfect gentleman. He's not going to interrupt. He's not going to barge in your life and say, okay, now it's time for you to, you know, come and, and do my will, do my work. What he's going to do is he's still going to allow you. He's going to allow you the, the decision, to, for you to make the decision. He'll let you try everything. He'll let you try you know, um, Islam, he'll let you try Buddhism uh, or whatever religion is out there. He'll let you try it. And, you know, guess what? He'll still accept you when you say, you know, Father God, I'm sorry. I I, 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 I thought I knew what I was doing. I need your help. I need your direction. I need you to guide my life. 
I need to turn over a new leaf in life. I need to surrender to you. I need to surrender my will to you and do your works. Father God, I know that I do need to be saved. And through, in order to be saved, it's going to be through your son, Jesus. And once you, you know, uh, once you admit to, to yourself that you do need to be saved, you know, you're, you're on your way. You're, you're on your path to salvation. And, you know, one of the things that I suggest you do is that you join a Bible-believing, teaching, preaching church that nurture you in the Word of God. You know, if you can't, you know, find that church, you know, until you find one, you can join us here at Purpose Kingdom Network. We'll be broadcast almost every night that we're able to, uh, where you can have a a nice, you know, church without walls here where you can, uh, you know, listen to uh, ministry. And uh, we'd like to, you know, thank you for, you know, accepting your new life. And we hope you continue to, you know, prosper and enjoy, the, you know, being in the graces of God. And, we, you know, we thank you so much for, uh, you know, listening and participating. And if you want to just, you know, uh, say to someone after you've accepted Christ in your life, and just let them know that I, be, I believe that Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior, and he died on the cross for my sins. You can scream it at the top of your lungs. You can say it to a neighbor. You can email, text someone, or you can uh, Snapchat someone. And, you know, by, by, by doing that, that's, from, that's admittance that you accepted Christ. And if you want to email us, you can email us at purposekingdomnet at gmail.com. We're also on Instagram and Twitter at Purpose underscore Kingdom. Also, uh, we are we do have a Facebook page, uh, Purpose Kingdom. You can uh, just look at some of the advertisements for our shows. And if anyone wants to hear uh, any one of these shows in its entirety, you can go to www.blogtalkradio.com slash Purpose Kingdom, where you can just go listen to some of the archive shows. Uh, we have a lot of hosts here at Purpose Canyon Network. Feel free to just check out each and every one of them if you can. Also, uh, for tomorrow evening at the 8 p.m. hour, we're going to have the uh, PKM Newsroom, where we're just going to bridge the gap between the kingdom and the world, and we hope you join us for that broadcast tomorrow evening at 8 p.m. And also, um, my host, Devery Johnson, was on. And you can go to Amazon slash Deborah E. Johnson slash author, and you can see her books. And uh, feel free to uh, look through. And um, I do believe when you go on there, you can see ex- excerpts of uh, some of the books. And I uh, do believe she has one other book. So uh, please feel free to just uh, browse through that catalog and uh, just check out the books. And uh, that's all I have for announcements right now, and we're just going to go back to the broadcast and we're just going to close things out. And, you know, just speaking about, um, you know, just, you know, exercising, you know, your your tongue, you know, one of the things was, um, it was like, a, it was a cartoon, and I think it was, well, I, I know it was, it was Pogo, and he said a line that he said a lot, and he would say, um, we have met the enemy, and he is us. And, you know, that that one barrier that we constantly have 
you know, the things that, you know, usually hinders, you know, healthy relationships that, you know, that that allows you to bring glory to God himself is, is the root of your own interpersonal problems and mostly your own selfishness and, you know, wanting things your way. You know, and um, we, we can prove by just sitting and thinking. Yes, I, I wish, you know, I had more money. Yes, I wish, you know, I had a better job. Yes, I wish I had a better car. But you're always saying, I wish, and you're always saying, I, I, I. You're not saying, I am, you know, I am this or I am that or I will serve God. No, you, you know, you're not doing it. What you're doing is you're exercising, you know, your selfishness. You know, a lot of, a lot of people got to understand when you're, when, you know, we, you have wants, you have needs, and God understands that. You're wanting your needs. You know, he knows. He knows what you need. And he knows, yes, sometimes it may take for you to ask him for it. But also, sometimes you should be asking what he wants you to do. Now, if you want to take a trip to Paris, you know, and he wants you to go to Egypt, you know, there's there, there's a there's a big difference. You know, you you want to go overseas, but you're not going, or you're not willing to understand or listen or understand that he wants you to be somewhere else. You know, we we that's why I said we have that selfish mind where it kind of jays us, where we just can't or we just refuse to say, you know, stop saying, I, 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 I want, I want, I want, I want. You know, a lot of the times we don't say, I'm willing to do this, or I want to do this, or what do you want me to do? You know, a lot of times when we, we're in prayer, a lot of times I find myself asking God for stuff. One of the most you know, selfish things I ask for God is for, you know, for the Philadelphia Eagles to win the Super Bowl. And I felt as though, you know, one of the things I was about to say, and then I caught myself was, you should have made sure we won the first time we were there, which I know, you know, I shouldn't even thought it, let alone you could just, you can just imagine the guilt I had just sitting on my knees, pretty much asking God, for the Eagles to win. And then I turned back around and I said, you know what, I got up off my knees. But you know what, I, I, that that refusal or that selfishness, you know, well, you know, where I, I, you know, I was thinking to myself, well, I prayed it anyway. So, you know, but no, I got back down on my knees and I said, sorry, God, I know you got a lot of things to do. And I know there's a lot of issues that I have that I'm not even addressing. You know, I said, you know, sorry, Father God, you know. You know, please don't disregard my prayers, but, you know, uh, just just forgive me. You know, let me just, you know, uh, meditate on, on what I really should be praying about. And I told him I'll talk to him later. I'll pray later on, but, you know, the, the thing is, is that we have to understand that selfishness that we have, that, that selfish mind, where though we get into, you know, our routine and, you know, and then we even got the nerve to really go back and, to, to like God, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know it was wrong, but uh, <laughs> you know me, you know my heart, I did it. You know, no, that's that's the wrong attitude to have. You know, we got we got to get back, you know, to um, being being a servant of of the word. 
you know, and when you when you were serving of, of the of the word, you know, you're able to have, you know, the good life, and that's the life he he wants us all to have. He wants us all to have the relationship, and he all wants us to have the good life, the, the life where you know he he promised us. You know, a lot of times, like I said, and you know, when you when you do that self, you know, reflection or inflection, where you know you. You do the. That's where you know the. You do the cleanup where you, you clean up your life and you make sure that you you keep it. You know, or you, you or like a lot of people say, you keep it one hundred with yourself. And when you do that, you know you you should really have no no problem. You know, taking you know the next step, and you should actually start taking things in stride. You know, when you when you're able to to have that that cur not the courage when you have that. That comfort, you know, the comfort of the word. When you know, as you, you know, as you know, for things for me, you know, once I, you know, once things happen and I, I start, you know, I, I start being able to, you know, to, to be comfortable and start being able to, you know, go through uh, certain sections of the Bible that all of a sudden I didn't know I knew, but when I, I automatically I can go to it. And I can have that comfort in the word where I can just, you know, go ahead and I can just, you know, comfort myself with his word. And, you know, you know, it's, it's, it's basically our attitude. You know, our attitude really controls, you know, how far, you know, or, or how, how we can, you know, actually stretch ourselves in the right direction. You know, we, I, you know, and and as I'm speaking, I'm actually speaking from, you know, what I've been been going through, and and some of the things that, from my, you know, remembrance of how hard it was for me to, you know, keep things. I would put things together, but wouldn't even, you know, wouldn't be able to keep it. Whereas though, I was able to actually phantom going forward or increasing, you know, my relationship with God. And I thought that at some point that it was like, well, you know what? Uh, I don't know what's going to happen, but, you know, I tried, and then I realized that I need to eliminate the word try because anybody can try at anything. You know, I can say I tried to be a millionaire, but I got that cop out when, when you use that word try. I tried, but, you know, guess what? You know, and it's and it's just by saying it, it sounds like it's a cop out right from the beginning. So uh, it's been fun tonight. I, I enjoy broadcasting as always, and uh, don't feel free to join me in uh, for my next show. It's going to be at eight thirty, and it's going to be Saturday. So uh, you know, um, I love everybody. God bless, and you know, enjoy you know yourselves and one another, and uh, keep God in, you know keep His highest praise on your mind, which is Hallelujah. And uh, don't forget to mention thank you, Jesus. Um, uh, thanks so much for joining me for tonight. And this has been the show Self Expressions with your host, Brother Robert Pop Pop Hudson. Uh, thank you, everybody. And uh, God bless. Jesus bless. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never want to see me down, I will not lose.